What is up, Line Cook Nation? I hope everyone is doing well. This is Ray Delucci with the Line Cook Thoughts Podcast. Very excited to be on here for another week. Uh, thank you again for listening. It means a ton. Uh, we keep seeing growth in people listening to this podcast. So thank you so much for listening every single week. And yeah, just, uh, you know, it's been an interesting couple of uh, months, weeks, year. Uh, you know, we, I, we're starting to see some restaurants open up again, or at least uh, limitations rolled back. And, you know, life seems on the verge of being a little bit more open up as more people get vaccinated and whatnot. So uh, looking forward to really the, really just the the beginning, I guess, of the summer months and hopefully um, a better year in general for restaurants or people in the food industry. So very excited for that. And just very excited to uh, hopefully having people vaccinated and getting to a much better place in terms of where we are with uh, handling COVID. But before I begin this episode, I do want to say um, that the last few weeks have been very, they've just been very uh, disturbing with the uh, the attacks on uh, fellow people in our country. Um, it's been something that has been on my mind a lot uh, lately. And, you know, it's just, it's very saddening. Um first and foremost, to say the least. And it's just something that you, you really just, you, you really, it's just hard to process. It's hard to deal with. And it's tough. Um, and I know uh, I've talked to, you know, to a lot of people the last few weeks and it's just, it, it's a tough thing to see happen again and again. And I just want to take a moment to, you know, stand with people in the Asian community and just really be a voice saying that we must, you know, this does need to stop. This, I mean, this idea of attacking others based on who they are, uh, what race they are, um, it really does need to end. And I know that, you know, being a smaller creator, I might not have as far of a reach, but, you know, at the end of the day, we all have our lives, we live out, and we all go, you know, we have our friends and we have people we, go hang out with and whatnot. And we have our jobs and our careers and all of our dreams and aspirations. And um, that shouldn't end because someone is discriminatory or someone uh, doesn't like who you are. So I just wanted to take a moment to reflect on that and uh, just take a moment to say that it's been very difficult to watch and that um, hate or discrimination of any kind like that uh, is not really, I mean, is not at all welcome in my community, and it's something that I really hope to see go away. Uh, but I know the reality is, is that's not how the world works. Um, but, you know, just thoughts and just general sadness over the last few weeks and um, just hoping for a better uh, future or a better way of where we all coexist and there doesn't have to be acts of violence like that or not even just, you know, not even just looking at acts of violence, but just acts of discrimination and hate towards other uh, people and other races and other ideals and other beliefs. So um, really just wanted to uh, say that and just kind of process all of that that has happened over the past few weeks as um, I've been, you know, seeing it unfold. So I hope you all are doing well. I know it's been a tough few weeks. I know it hasn't been, I know it's been a tough year. I feel like there's been so much thrown at us and, you know, thanks for taking a moment with me to kind of go through all that, but it definitely is tough. And it's just something that is very hard to see. And 
I just felt like I needed to address it in some way. So um, that being said, this uh, podcast today is going to be about a very important lesson I learned in uh, in the food industry in terms of how I view it and kind of what drives me to try different things. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm 23 years old. I've been in the industry for eight years now. And in that time, I've worked in fine dining. Uh, I've got to cook at the James Beard House. I've worked in restaurant management, managing multiple locations. And I mean, not at once, obviously, but going to multiple locations out of Houston, Chicago, and New York City. Uh, I've worked uh, in grocery and grocery delivery, and now most recently working in R&D. And I think I offer a unique perspective uh, to people starting out in the industry because I've tasted and tried so many things. And I by no means think I'm the best at any of these uh, industries, but I've definitely gotten a different perspective than I think most of most people get to have. And so it's been very interesting. And the reason I want to, you know, the reason I've changed uh, so many times into different industries so far, I mean, obviously COVID is a big driver for some of those changes, uh, but just really uh, looking within and seeing what excites me and what makes me want to go to work every day. And so that's what I want to talk about today, just this lesson I learned. And then also some other I guess, key points that I really stand by. So that's what's going to be about the episode today. Or that's what we're going to be going over. But I did want to say before we begin, if you have not yet checked out the blog, go to linecookthoughts.com. That's linecookthoughts.com. Go check out our official blog, this latest blog post by Carolina. Just first off, I want to say thank you so much for her for sharing. It's about her having to leave the industry and her story. And it was really something that was touching and moving and really just you know a lot of emotion reading it. And I just really hope you all Go check it out at Line Cook Thoughts. It's our latest, uh, it's our latest blog post, and it really is just uh, a story of someone who had to make a decision really between their family and their passion and their career. So, hope you uh, go check it out. Thank you to her for sharing that. And just want to say, if you are listening on Apple, please leave a review. I'm not asking for a five star review, but just a review in general of the podcast. It lets me know how I can do better. It lets me know how I can improve, and that helps me get more engagement. So, thank you all so much. Please be sure to share the podcast with anyone who enjoys food related content. Thank you for tuning in to another week. All right. So, getting into this lesson or getting into these ideas of kind of how I lead my career and whatnot. So. I want to start with this idea of, and I, th- I think I've talked about this before, but I really love to talk about it some more. The idea that loving what you do means not working a day in your life, or if you find something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life again. I just want to say that for me, that that is totally not true. Um, and I don't want to, I don't know how to, I guess, let's, let's go through it. So a, a lot of my audience I know are people who cook in the industry. And you know, even if you're in the food industry working in retail or working front of house, you, you definitely know that there's some days where you just, the day's just not going well, or it's just not a day that you want to be there. Maybe something outside of work happened. Um, but this idea that loving what you do means you'll never work a day in your life. Uh, there's a lot of hard work that goes into uh, wanting to be or trying to be successful in the industry. And there's a lot of different uh challenges that everybody faces uh, based on where they're coming from and where they're working at. And so this idea that, you know, like we all love cooking and we all love food in some way, but we still have jobs that we take that sometimes don't pan out. Or we sometimes, you know, go to work and we, we just, we're not feeling it or it just isn't right that day, or maybe it's not right for that month or that year. And then you end up leaving or going somewhere else. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like 
a big part of the industry uh, is thinking that we always have to love every single second of every single thing. I think that's also just a broader you know, topic in terms of work in general. But the reality is that some, t- some jobs or some days really just soccer, they're just not what you thought they would be. But that isn't to say that you can't love it or that you don't love your job, but there are days that are tough and there are days that aren't going to be as good as others. And so I guess I start out with this idea because for me, it's taken me a long time. It took me, actually, I guess it took me not too long, but it took me a good amount of time to kind of figure out what I really wanted to do in the industry. As you all, if you've been listening before, as you know, I started out in a fine dining path, very traditional path, wanted to become a Michelin star chef. I've uh, since gone very far away from that, not because I don't like Michelin or whatnot, although I do have some issues with rating systems in general and that being your whole career, but more so because I was interested and more engaged in other things in the industry. And I learned a lesson. Um, I learned a couple lessons. This first one uh, that really changed everything for me uh, is from a mentor of mine, and she she really put a lot into me when I was managing restaurants uh, down in Houston. And she says, you can only be as good. And this is, I didn't write it down, obviously, in the conversation, but this is kind of what she was telling me. This is the gist of it is you can only be as good as what you do. Um, you can only be good at what you do based on the passion you have in the work itself. And this was a larger conversation of, you know, me working at this restaurant and me being new to management and me being fairly young in this uh, company and trying to really prove it to myself and really showing that I really had a lot of passion. I really had a lot of strength, but obviously I had a lot to learn. And we had these conversations conversations, and she was saying, like, you know, as long as your passion, and your goals are aligned and you're working towards something, you will perform better and you will advance quicker. And I think this is a very important thing, not because it's not to say, oh, I was passionate, so I did well, because there's other factors, obviously, there's real world factors that um, affect everyone differently. But in terms of like where I found the most success or where I've seen others find the most success from listening to them on the podcast is enjoying the work they did or being passionate about the work they did definitely helped them get to different places or that passion that they had for a certain thing wasn't being met at a certain job. So they went somewhere else. And so the biggest thing for me is just being fluid and just going with what feels right to you. Um, Like I said, that idea that you loving what you do means not working a day in your life. Like I said, you could love food, but definitely hate the job you're at or might not be working out. And I think a big thing about the industry too is a lot of, um, a lot of times, you know, being in food, you're expected to be consistent with your work. You're expected to be consistent with how you operate in a kitchen and how your dishes go out. But I think a lot of times we get trapped in the consistency of doing the same thing, even if we don't want to do it in terms of our career. And so I would say that, yes, of course, you need to be consistent. You need to show up to work. You need to do a good job. Um, but if you're not passionate about that work you're doing, there don't prolong it if you don't have to. Obviously, there are situations where people need to be in a job or people need to be in work to pay their bills. Like it's not, it's easier said than done a lot of times. But if you're in a position where the job really isn't cutting it for you, it's just not something you're really passionate about, but you think you need to be there for other reasons, like, oh, I need to be consistent or I need to be here a long time definitely like be fluid and don't worry about what other people are thinking because it's not going to like what they think don't doesn't really matter but i know a ton of cooks they've reached out to me they've talked to me and it's whether it's uh you know so i'll take it for example this one cook messaged me on instagram and they were trying to get over the idea of 
um, just basically, you know, wanting to step away from restaurants. And they were sharing with me how, you know, owning a restaurant had been something that they wanted to do their entire lives. Their family had worked in restaurants. And over time, they realized that they wanted to do other things within the industry. They really liked the idea of food media, or they really liked the idea of food business, and not necessarily being the chef, but maybe owning different concepts or working in other facets of the industry. But they were worried about, obviously, this idea of what their parents were thinking about or what they... Because I feel like, you know, when we have dreams and we have passions, they change. But also, like, we hyper, we need to hype ourselves up. We need to get inspired. We need to show people that we're serious, right? So for me, when I was uh, trying to... When I was transitioning from wanting to be a Michelin-starred chef to more so wanting to get into food business management, uh, it was very interesting, the conversations I had with friends. I remember being very... Uh, worried or scared to have this conversation with people because I was, you know, people knew me as someone who really wanted to be a Michelin star chef and I love food and I love cooking and I love finesse and I love all those things that go into it. But I knew it wasn't exactly the path I wanted to go down, but I had talked so much about it and I had immersed myself so much into it. I threw myself into it. And so when I started to have conversations with people, I started to get worried because I was like, are they going to think I'm a fraud? Are they going to think I'm not serious? And going back to this person I was talking to with, on Instagram, I shared this with them. I was like, listen, at the end of the day, you got to just do what feels right for you. I, I, and those the people that support you are going to support your decision either way. And if someone's not supportive of your, of your decision, I mean, that's on them. That's, their, that's what they have to deal with. And so I see a lot of cooks now, especially with COVID and the industry. I feel like, you know, it was, I don't want to say it was a reset because a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people lost their livelihood in the restaurant and food industry. So it's not like this grand, great thing that happened to restaurants, but there is some light for some people in terms of the ability to kind of stand on two feet and be like, all right, which path am I going to take now? I think a lot of people have this opportunity to go into other things as they see other jobs opening up. But I see a lot of people getting caught up on this idea that they can't go back on what they had wanted for themselves. Your goals, at least in my opinion, my goals and my passions have changed. I haven't like I've stayed with the passion of always being with food. And I know I've shared this thought before, but your career being in food, not cooking. Like you're like you're like my career is in food. My career isn't in working behind the line the, my entire life. Right. So like that's the kind of the mindset I adopted and it allowed me to open up and try different things. And really at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing is just sitting down and realizing what you're passionate about, what it is that, what it means for you to get excited when you're working, what feels like meaningful work to you, you know, does working at a bakery uh, feel meaningful to you? Does working at a food media company feel meaningful for you? Is it writing? Is it um, selling retail uh, products? Is it, you know, managing, um, lar- like, you know, managing within a large company that, you know, operates a lot of fast casual restaurants like the list is endless the opportunities are endless but the thing that you have to ask yourself is what makes you passionate and it doesn't have to be the and i think when we ask ourselves this we get worried or we can end up in a spot where we don't really push towards our passion because we think that whatever we choose is going to be what we have to do for the rest of our lives and i would say to lead more so with like this the feeling of excitement so like if you're excited about something, you're learning about something and it's really fascinating you, lean in that direction, lean into that, go towards that. Um, it might not be what 
you want in five years, but there's nothing wrong with trying out something new for a little bit and to see what happens. Uh, a perfect example for me was a transition from uh, working or trying to be a Michelin star chef to restaurant management or, or like a larger restaurant group. They, you know, their food was really great, uh, but they, it's just like a different, it's a different, you know, it's not, it was more, it was less, I guess, like find out. Like you wouldn't find caviar on the menu if that makes sense. And I was like, I don't know if I really like this. I'm going to try it out. And it was really like the whole operation side of thing that really blew me away. The writing the schedule, um, having relationships with vendors, getting food in, uh, trying, you know, going to uh, food distributors, seeing what their uh, factories are, or not factories, their warehouses are like, going to see fish, you know, people who run fit, like fish suppliers and seeing what that was like. And all of that, the immersive stuff of, scheduling and ordering food and you know helping uh implement recipes and whatnot like all of that was really exciting to me and i was more excited to do that than I, I i ever was actually like cooking on the line and like i knew that for me that's what worked and that at first i was very hesitant about it and i worried a lot i'll be honest i worried a ton about uh what other people were going to say and i realized that like at the end of the day like that's on them and you just got to keep pushing forward so i for me that piece of advice, going back to kind of what I was talking about in the beginning, you can only be as good at what you do um, based off the passion that you have for the work that you're doing. Like your passion does matter. And sometimes we just go to work to make money and go to something better. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Maybe your passion isn't in food anymore and it's in something else, but food pays the bills. Like that's totally fine too. Uh, but I, what I do, what I have a lot of conversations about with cooks and what I hate seeing is people in different roles that they don't really enjoy and they're not really feeling like they're making a meaningful impact because they're quote unquote supposed to be there or it's expected of them. Or if they leave, they might seem as like a, a, a like a, a sellout or whatever you want to say. And I would just say this, like, you know, we just went through and we're, I mean, we're not out of it yet, but we're going through one of the worst times in the last, you know, in modern civilization and in, in regards to COVID and, you know, no one's work. Like if you do something to better yourself, like who's going to knock you for that? Like make the decision that feels right for you not anyone else. Like no one, first off, not uh, a lot less people care. I mean, that's one thing I had to learn. A lot less people care about what you do than you actually think. And two, like who, like, if you're making a decision that makes you happier or betters yourself or puts you in a different position, even if it's not, um, you know, set in what you're supposed to be doing, like who's going to knock you for that? Who's going to say that that's a bad decision? When you look back, are you going to say, oh, I did that because I wanted to be happier and be better for myself? Is that something you're really going to be mad about? No, it's going to be something that you're most likely proud of and will probably change your life. So that being said, I just wanted to say that, you know, this idea, this lesson of, following the energy, following what feels good and being fluid in the industry has helped me out so far. It's gotten me to some pretty cool positions. I've seen a bunch of different things. And honestly, it keeps me fresh for content too. Like if I would have just been a line cook, yes. I mean, I know my brand is called Line Cook Thoughts, but being able to see different sides of the business and being able to live in different cities because of that and meet different people and see how different things operate in food has given me such a stronger knowledge base to go from and to help you know, kind of drive things. Like, you know, I'm not someone that like knows it all, but I talk to an audience and a lot of them wonder what it's like to manage a restaurant or like the call, like what it's like 
to just do more than just be a cook sometimes. I get a lot of those questions. Like I'm going to take this next step. And because I've done that before, I can offer that advice. And if people want to leave the industry, like the last six months until recently, like I said, I, I'm, I got an R and D position. I love it. It's been great. But before that I was working in, um, grocery retail. Um, and that's like a lot different, obviously than like working with food and whatnot. And it's a whole different, it's more so like selling product. And I can talk to people now about me, quote unquote, leaving the industry or just leaving restaurants or the restaurant scene in general to go work on something else. And how that impacted me and what that transition was like. And I have people that ask me that, you know, like, because some people, you know, like right now COVID is tough and some people don't want to be in restaurants. It's just not secure enough for them. Like the last blog post we shared, uh, it wasn't a secure choice anymore. And so people are asking me, like, how did you get your resume to a point where it was able, you were able to transfer those skills into another position that necessarily wasn't restaurants. And so all that to be said, like being fluid is really good. Getting those new experiences are not bad at all. And at the end of the day, it really does help you grow and branch out and meet new people and do new things. So be fluid and follow where your excitement and passion go, because that at the end of the day is what is really needed um, to push yourself. And one final thing on this topic is we always, I feel like we hold ourselves back a lot waiting for others to validate our next move. I know I, I it's hard for me to make decisions and I'll, I'll be honest, I have to ask a bunch of people what their thoughts are. Um, but trying is always better than wondering. And tasting and testing in the food industry is not a sign of weakness in your career. It shouldn't be viewed that way. And, you know, like this idea too, like I see this a lot or people, a lot of people ask me, they're like, yeah, well, I want to try this new job, but I, I only, it's only a 40 hours a week. And like, I want to be someone who's, you know, like I've had these conversations with people where they're like, I want to be seen as someone who works hard and doesn't matter how many hours you work. I, I could work 80 hours. And if I'm not fulfilled and if I'm not having a large impact on what, you know, like it, it doesn't matter how many hours you are at your job. It matters the impact you have and the impact it has on you. And so there's nothing wrong with having a 40 hour work week and then having time to work on other projects or just be with family. Like there's nothing wrong with that. That's normal for a lot of people. And I feel like in this industry that's seen or looked down upon. So there's nothing wrong with working with not work, like, if your job doesn't make you work over 60 hours, it's not a bad thing all the time. It's actually might be a lot healthier for you. So with that being said, just keep being fluid and just remember that like you, wherever your energy is, you should really listen to that because those doors might open up for you if you really push on them. So that's what I wanted to say with that point. would love to hear your thoughts. Hit me up on Instagram and we'd love to talk about it more. I wanted to spend the last few minutes of this episode going a little bit deeper into something that I was talking about in the previous segment. And it's this idea of, you know, who is being like, who's tough in the industry, what strength is like in the industry. Uh, and this whole culture that we've built of almost like glorifying suffering in the kitchen and glorifying the idea that we need to really just throw away everything in life besides cooking to be uh, considered someone who's like a real chef. And so I wanted to spend some time on that today because a lot of, uh, but I, I had a conversation with a follower on Instagram the other day and they were pretty much saying how uh, they're, they're, they're asking me for advice because they're in a kitchen where, you know, they're I <laughs> like, it, if you're not there like 50 to 60 hours a week, then 
you're not considered like loyal or you're not considered like really wanting to be there. Um, and obviously this person has a family and they have, you know, other responsibilities. They like have other passions in life. And while they really enjoy the food and they really enjoy like, you know, the idea of where they work and they really think it is a meaningful job. Um, there's this point where it's like, okay, like I've done my job, but I also want to have a life outside of it. And, you know, it's really, it's really interesting, right? Like you, I feel like any, any time, at least from what I've seen, and it's like, I'm talking not just restaurants, but like in food, in the food industry in general. And I think in any industry, at a certain point, you're going to be working more than 40 hours a week as you, if you want to try to climb or reach a certain amount of success. And maybe that's not true uh, for a lot of places, but I, from what I've seen, like, yes, 40 hours, 50 hours, like that's kind of what I've seen, even like high uh, level people in certain places I worked, like that's usually their work week. Sometimes it goes over, but, um, but I feel like we put so much pressure on people, especially like people, just starting out in the industry or just people that don't really have, like if you're not a manager, like you're still expected to work over a certain amount of time. I'm not saying managers have to work more than other people, but that is sometimes is the reality. But anyway, this person was sharing with me how like they want to, they would love to be like a sous chef, but they're worried that like, they're already working like 50 to 60 hours and they're worried and they see how their sous chefs operate and they're worried they're going to work 60 to 70. And like they want that work-life balance and, um, I just find it very odd. Like I, I get it. I get where this brigade is probably at. Cause I've been in that mindset and I've worked for great people who still expected me to work like a lot of hours. Like that's, and that is reality for like people in the kitchen. Um, there's this assumption that you're going to work a lot. And so maybe that's my goal sometimes with the food industry is to change assumptions or try to change how we perceive, uh, what should be or, what needs to be and uh that like the idea it's just like let's like just think about this with me the idea that you're not committed to a job because you're not working over 50 hours or because other things are more important to you in life than like food it's kind of crazy i'm not gonna lie it's kind of crazy it's not really healthy and it doesn't lead to a good work environment and it doesn't lead to a good work-life balance i know I'm probably stating the obvious here, but it always, like, it just blows me away sometimes that, like, that it's so hard for people in the industry to, like, not understand, like, a lot of people don't understand that. And listen, if you're a restaurant operator owner, that's much different, but I'm talking about people who go into work, it's their, like, their hourly and, they're, you know, they've, yes, like, working 40, 50 hours is fine, but, like, if someone has, like, other things to do in life, and they can't make that 50 to 60 hours that week. Like, and the expectation is like, is like set up for them when they were hired to be there like 40 to 45 hours max. And like that week, they like that shit, like not being able to work strenuous amounts of overtime, in my opinion, shouldn't be seen as like, they're not passionate about the job. They just might have something else going on in the world. Right. So for me, like, I think that's just really interesting. Um, to think about is this idea that because you didn't put in a 70 hour work week, you're not passionate about food. And I think this is a very harmful way of looking at the industry. I think it leads to a lot of unhealthy habits uh, because 
being passionate about your work and whatnot, you can like you can be passionate about your work and then go home and have other things to do. I like, I really think like that's the whole point of work life balance. That's the whole point of having relationships that aren't just like cooking. <laughs> like you, like for example, like, if you have a family, you, should you not be pa- as passionate about them as you are about food? Like that's what I'm trying to get at. Is like there's got to be that balance and like just because you have balance in life doesn't make you any less uh, of a chef or a cook. Like, and so I just wanted to challenge that idea today. Uh, this idea of if you're not, you're not dedicated, if you don't put the, if you don't put everything and then some into uh, being in the food industry, because I think what we've learned from COVID is that's simply not true. And it's simply an, an unhealthy way of looking at life. And I think it's just, it's not like, it, it, it's kind of, it, it doesn't make sense to me anymore. It used to. I, when I wanted to be, uh, I mean, it, even up to a year ago when I was managing restaurants, like I worked 70, 80 hour weeks. Um, and that, you know, I I slacked off on personal relationships. I slacked off on getting basic things done for myself, like registering my car in a different state that I moved to, like <laughs> all that stuff. And yes, I, mean, you, I have no people who slack off on that without working 80 hours or 70 hours a week. But my point is this, like, I get that, but now having the pandemic and having COVID and seeing really how fragile this industry is and how fragile life can be and how, like, quick everything can change, like, I really do see, in my community at least, a demand for a better, like, a better work-life balance. And I'm not sure how it all plays out. I don't have one great solution to it. But I did want to just put the idea out there that, like, if you want work-life balance, it doesn't make you less passionate. It doesn't mean you shouldn't push for certain things in the industry. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be successful. It simply means that you want work-life balance, and that's a normal human thing to want. And so that's why I wanted to leave this episode with today is because we 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 romanticize overworking and, um, you know, sharing how many hours we spent in a kitchen or wherever we work. And for me, like I, like, I used to do the same thing. I used to be a badge of honor that I worked 80 hours a week. And now looking back on it, I could have probably, you know, had a lot of better relationships with certain people. If I wasn't working all that. I could have done more with line cook thoughts, or I could have done a lot more in general, um, uh, with life besides just food and cooking. And I get it. Like when you're passionate, like I was so passionate about it. I wanted to put my all into it, but I think you kind of lose a lot of other things in life when you do that and not telling anyone how to live, but just really challenging the idea that if you want work-life balance, it doesn't make you a lesser cook. It doesn't make some you lazy. It doesn't make you not want to be in the industry. It makes you a normal, you're normal for thinking that it's not weird to think that it's not weird to want to work a lot of hours. There's some people who can do 70, 80 hours and they're totally fine with it. But it's also normal to not want to do that. It's okay to want to have a work-life balance. And so that's where I'm going to leave today. I wanted to thank you to that follower uh, who I had the conversation with. But um, that kitchen you're in, you know, them saying that you're not a real cook, you're not passionate enough because you don't want to work 60 hours because you want to be with your family, like that's kind of crazy. And whether that's a conversation you have or maybe it's something that in that culture can change, like totally like have that conversation. But the, at the end of the day, like, you're like, you're not, like you're not crazy for wanting that. And it's totally valid and fair. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on work-life balance in the industry. Have you noticed any changes where you work or where you may have worked before? What are your thoughts now? Did your, did your, um, I would love to hear really from my followers of, of the brand is if 
they've changed what they find acceptable working hours to be, if they've changed what they're willing to work, I'd love to hear all that. So please reach out to me on Instagram, leave a comment. Um, I'm probably going to put this up on Instagram as a post like this podcast. So just leave it there or DM me, whatever you want to do. Email me at linecookthoughts.outlook.com, whatever you want to do. But I would really love to hear if what you're doing and how you've worked has changed at all and what you find acceptable uh, for working hours if that's and the expectation if that's changed at all. And uh, yeah, just really interested in this topic and hope to see it be more accepted to want to have a work-life balance. So uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much again for listening to this podcast. If you are on Apple, please leave a review. It helps me get engagement. lets me know how I'm doing. Please also go check out the latest blog from Line Cook Thoughts at linecookthoughts.com. Feel free to send me any ideas, thoughts, questions about the show or what you want to hear more from. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Line Cook Thoughts. Send me an email at linecookthoughts at outlook.com. Uh, and yeah, I just uh, really love to engage and hear more about what you want to see from the brand and the page. And as I said in the beginning of this episode, um, we stand with the Asian community and we stand by them. And, you know, acts of hate, discrimination, and uh, just being totally bad towards other people based on their race or ethnicity is not welcome in this community. And it's not something, um, I, I hope it's something we stop seeing. And, you know, we ha- just have to stand together and we have to be allies for each other. And, we have to be sure to be there for each other. So um, like I said before, the last few weeks have been very troubling. I'm really hoping for uh, a better future. And I'm really um, just, you know, just grateful for this community that we've built where we can have discussions, talk about things. And I know I'm just want to say like, I'm so happy and so proud of kind of everyone in this community that interacts and motivates each other. I know this is a very positive minded community, but it really, what you say to others in this community really does help them. I've had a lot of people who have shared their posts on like line cook thoughts and have come back to me later on and said, Hey, I got a lot of, a lot of great feedback and it just reaffirmed what I'm doing was what I needed, like what's good for me. And uh, it really helped me keep pushing forward. So you never know what just commenting on someone's food or sharing your thoughts on a dish or an idea they've shared. You never know how much positivity that can bring them. So just some, uh, you know, quote unquote food for thought, but always leading with kindness and, standing uh, with each other and, you know, conquering over hate and uh, prejudices and discrimination of all kinds. So thank you all so much. And I'll see you on the next podcast.